Welcome back, everyone. We are The Three Podcasts, and we're so glad to have you back with us. We're excited that we are on to episode eight. And if you listen to episode seven, you'll know that we kind of switched up our format a little bit. And we really liked how organic and natural the previous episode sounded. So we're going to do that again. So basically, you know, we're going to drop you into the middle of a conversation. So for this episode, we will be discussing uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing, the presidential debate, and also Trump contracting COVID. Where you will pick up in the conversation is uh, Len explaining the process of passing power if the president were unable to serve the office. So with that, enjoy. basically said that the presidency goes to the vice president if the president dies. And that was already laid out. But the problem was, is that what if the president is incapacitated? Or the other question was, is the president just fulfilling the duties or the vice president fulfilling the duties? Or is the vice president actually the president now? So they had to answer those questions in 1965. But they still didn't expand it enough. And now we have a lot of questions about what happens now because there isn't a precedent, precedent, not president, precedent for this. So they're gonna have they're gonna have to figure a lot of shit out. And honestly, I think that this is also America's come to Jesus moment, like as a country, because there's so much shit that we just have never had to deal with, have never had to think about. And now it's here and we have to deal with it. And I mean, God, I did not put Trump getting coronavirus um, in October on my 2020 bingo card. Well, I was, I've been reading today, um, they call it the October surprise when there's an election. Uh, Mm. But nobody expected it was, you know, Trump getting infected with the coronavirus. Um, but yeah, the thing, the thing is too, is the last I read, Trump hasn't transferred power to Pence. They can take power from him though. That's the thing. The 25th amendment actually. So if the, if he's deemed unable to take care, like take care of the country, like he just can't do it. The president or the vice president and the cabinet as designated or any other like federal people as designated by Congress, Congress has to designate this group. That group decides they have to vote on whether or not the president is competent. And if the if they vote that the president isn't, then the vice president gets powers and basically becomes the president until the president can come back and say, okay, well, now I can I can be the president again, at which point they have to vote again. Right. And for power. Yeah. And there would have power. to be and there would have to be um, a two-thirds majority voting against him to not give the power back. What a shit show. It is a shit show. It's honestly a shit show. And now I'm just thinking about it. Like Congress would have to agree on the people who have to, who would be in this body that would decide whether or not the president is actually capable of being the president. And 
I could see Mitch McConnell blocking it for the sole reason that if Trump goes down and Pence goes down, Nancy Pelosi is next in line. (laughs) So I could see, I could see Mitch McConnell blocking it for that reason. Yeah. I I mean, that's one interesting way to get a woman president. Uh, Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, today, like, all of those thoughts ran through my mind. Yeah. What is the, like all those possible, all, all of the, I don't know, the trajectories that this could possibly take. I'm so glad Paul Ryan isn't speaker of the house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know. And then of course I've been thinking about like how many, you know, how many people have gotten sick in this past what week two to two two days to two weeks incubation period before they get a positive test they've all been traveling and going to um um campaign rallies and none of them wearing any masks and yeah i holy shit holy shit I've gotten to the point where I watch everything and I'm just to the point where I almost feel numb to it. Like I'm looking at it. Like I almost feel like, um, so I'm finally into season four of the good place. (laughs) Isn't it awesome? (laughs) I feel like, I feel like Simone walking, (laughs) rocking around the walking around the fake good place, just going, this isn't real. None of this matters. This isn't real. I'm just going to run around with some giant fingers on me. That's how I feel right now. So, I mean, Bree, if you're fucking pissed off about all this shit, I mean, (laughs) we just deal with things differently. (laughs) Yeah, I get, I get angry before first. Like I get, I get pissed off first and I'll get pissed off and frustrated before I like cry or like I do that. (laughs) I mean, that is one of the stages of grief. It just usually isn't the first one. Yeah. Yes. Although I think you had some denial in there, so. Yeah. As long as you get, you know, that, I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing is as long as, you know, as long as we like can continue moving, dealing, dealing with stuff that comes up and then moving through what does come up, um, it's like, damn, this is well, this is like, a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like Lynn, like you said, Bree's been in quarantine since February. Yeah, I realized that today, and I'm like, holy shit, how many months is that? March. I've been in quarantine since the beginning of April. A lot. Yeah, you've been in quarantine for eight months. Bree. <laughs> Just like <laughs> I went stir crazy at what a month in. I was yeah. Doing the same thing. You've been in there for eight months. <sighs> yeah. Like, I, oh my God. Like, I know the dangers of going to that march, the women's march on October 17th, but oh my God, I'm just like, I need, I'm just like, it doesn't matter at this point. Like, it needs to happen. Like, I have to do something. Like, yeah. And yeah, of course, I'm going to take every single precaution. You know, we have the N95, N95, yeah, N95, yeah. 
Five the masks. N95 masks, you know, we have those. Uh, so we'll be wearing it the entire time, sanitizing, social distancing as best as possible, being outside only around crowds, like, and then I'll quarantine for two weeks when I come back. And what else can you do though? Like, I can't stay here. Like, I can't just sit in my house and like, not do anything like mm-hmm. it it's like gotten to that point where I'm like I, I have to do something mm-hmm. yeah I yep I'm I'm with you on that um you know today I did I did do a bit of like you know what about you know going to Washington DC and it's like, look, I'll, you know, we take all the possible precautions. Um, mm-hmm. We don't, you know, don't be stupid. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I would, I would think that we take all those precautions. You know, it's the safest possible environment. Yeah. And it's also actually doing something, doing yeah. something mm-hmm. really important. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's going to be interesting to see what transpires over these next what two two and a half weeks. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't. Who the hell knows? Yeah, I don't know. Who we the like, hell knows? I mean, it's it's like Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies. Trump tries to shove in a, a Supreme Court uh, uh just nominee. Then the debates are a, a literal shit show, literal like literally a shit show. And then Trump is now sent to the the hospital because he tested positive for COVID. I, I can't make that shit up. Like, yeah, I mean, even a movie. I mean, I I don't know. It's like <laughs> there was a joke. There was a joke going around about House of Cards and how the writers had to give up on House of Cards because they couldn't come up with something as crazy as what we're experiencing. Now, I just want to say that that joke happened like a year or two ago. And now I'm just looking around like, holy fuck. Like, and I mean, yeah, I, I sometimes, I sometimes just look around and I think like, is this a bad place? Is someone fucking with us? Is that what's going on right now? Is that what's happening? Because it's starting to feel that way because it's like, it's so crazy. Could some, could we get new writers, please? Yes. Could, could we have some new writers for 2020? I think maybe, uh, the D and D from uh from Game of Thrones might have decided to step in. Next, we're gonna see next debate is just gonna be Biden and Trump with big with a dragon and flames going behind them. Well, at least you know the CG will be good. The CGI, yeah, yeah. yeah so new writer and a director, uh, definitely. Yeah, get these get these you know these old ones out of here because uh, dudes. Um, yeah, we. We need well, that, an adjusted storyline. Well, that explains why. Well, that explains why uh, Trump and Trump and sometimes Biden forgets about stuff they're saying. It's just the writers. It's a plot hole. They <laughs> forgot what happened last episode. That's what's going on. <laughs> plot twist. Oh plot twist. Oh I feel God. like every day I wake up and there's a new plot twist. Like, yeah, I, 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 literally wake up, <coughs> look at my phone. 
And it's like this, like, do I really want to look at my phone? Do I really want to see what came in overnight? And it's like that moment of hesitation, but then, but then the, um, that want to know kind of overtakes it. And then I look. And of course, what was the first thing <laughs> I saw this morning that Trump tested positive and Melania tested positive for COVID? I mean, that was something after they announced that Hope Hicks tested positive. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much been my mornings for the past, oh, how many months is like, okay, what happened overnight? And, you know, it's like, I've, I've heard it described as that, like, pit in your stomach of like, oh, my God. The, um, I, yeah, and I don't know anyone, at least no one I've talked to, I don't know anyone who doesn't, doesn't know what that feels like. It's like a constant. Yeah. And I, it's and constant. I yeah. And I got to tell you when the moment that I saw that <clears throat> Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, God, that, that hit like a ton of bricks. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I, I literally <clears throat> called you up, Brie, and I was just like sobbing. And I had no idea what to do. Cause like, I was <laughs> at the point where I was like, I think still kind of shell shocked a little. And I just like, just didn't know what to do with any of it. Like, I was like, uh-huh. Okay. Uh. <laughs> oh man. I was that, that was like, and I mean, I know it, I know it hit a lot of people just from hearing you know, especially, especially the women just um, because of everything she's, she's accomplished, you know, RBG accomplished in her lifetime. Um, you know, other, other women I've talked to, uh, other, like even, even celebrities I saw, you know, how they talked about um, what they experienced when they heard. And it took me until probably like the next, the next morning uh to like okay like like okay we need to regroup here um so what what can this mean where where's where's that i guess that positive light in all of this and once i got there i mean i was i was doing better um but to, I mean, to lose like such an amazing uh, human being, and we, and we've, you know, so many, like, so many have passed away this year. Um, yeah. And but yeah, that that's that was that turning point for me of. Okay, this this. It you know one is going to be okay and. Two, she left a legacy behind to carry forward. Mm -hmm. And looking, you know, when you really read about her life and you look at her life and you see how she how she led her life, I mean, that's that's inspirational. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if if anything, anything that we can take away from that, um. I think is really important because that that celebrates her life. Um, you know, it it actually honors what she's done, and then it comes down to okay, what can we do? 
And that is one of the women reasons we decided to go to the Women's March in Washington, D.C. And she was actually the inspiration for that. Um, so, yeah, that's there, there, there's been some some pretty tough, you know, tough blows. And in the midst of everything else that has been going on, guys, I just want to let you know, um, within the past two minutes, uh, a second senator on the Senate Judiciary Committee who are going, who are, um, who attended Trump's announcement of the Supreme Court nominee have tested positive. So now not only is it Senator Mike Lee, but also Senator Tom Tillis has tested positive too. So that's two senators who are involved in the process of. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, seriously, I wouldn't be surprised if any everybody who attended that. I don't think this vote is going to be able to happen. Also, by the way, uh, um, Amy Coney Barrett actually had coronavirus over the yeah, summer. Yeah, I saw that. <clears throat> so I, I, I did. I did see a great meme today. Oh, and um, <laughs> not. Not to be facetious, um, but it did bring some joy to my heart. Oh, is it what I think it is? I yeah. think I think it is. By the way, I did retweet that. Yes. Um, yeah, there was a meme today, and it says, "Looks like RBG successfully argued her first case before God." I'm gonna cry. <laughs> so yes, it brought some it, it brought some comfort and some joy, and a little bit of sadness, but. Yeah, and it's like karma is a bitch. It yeah. really is. Um, like I, I don't wish COVID on anybody, no. but it's like if you play stupid games, you're gonna win stupid prizes. And it wasn't like the shit you had to do to keep yourself safe. Was is that difficult? Just wear a mask, wash your hands. You could still get it. That's still a possibility. But the thing is, is that if you take those precautions, it's a hell of a lot less likely. And we know they weren't wearing masks. So well, what the hell do they expect? Tre- Trevor, Trevor Noah did um, uh, a video this afternoon, mm-hmm. too. If, if nobody has watched it, it's, ex- it's excellent. And one of the things he says in there, um, he's like, you know, look, coronavirus doesn't care about your politics. Nope. Coronavirus doesn't care if you believe in it or not. Yep. And he ended it with wear the goddamn mask, please. Yeah, Yeah, I'm pretty sure he also said uh, something to the effect of if the goddamn president of the United States can get COVID, Mm -hmm. what the fuck do you think is going to happen to the rest of us random assholes? Yes. Yes, he did say that. It's like, yeah, like, like. I mean, you're not infallible and neither, neither is the fucking president. He's a human. He bleeds just like the rest of us. Of course, if he ignores, like, it's just baffling to me. This man has arguably the best healthcare in the world. He has access to the best doctors in the world. And that is one thing that, you know, he's not lying about when he, if he were to say, we have the greatest doctors. Like if he says that, yes, you know what? That is 100% yes. true. And they're telling him to wear a fucking mask and he still won't. They they gave him an experimental treatment. That's, yeah, that's what I heard. Which is yeah. wild and 
I mean, I, I know the news. Possibly irresponsible. Give the president of the United States an experimental treatment. Um, but I guess there's been a bunch of research on it. Um, I forget what it was called, but it, it's it's antibodies. Um, but if there's not enough research to release it to the general people, should we really yeah, like, be giving it to, to the leader of the United States? If they're doing something experimental, I actually have to question how bad he actually is. Well, yeah, that's what, and why they took him to Walter Reed, too. I mean, he, they said he did walk out, and they yeah. did the chopper. Um, but, yeah, and it's maybe because they did give him the experimental treatment. Maybe. That they want to watch him which would make sense. It's like, you just don't give experimental treatments and not watch people. And I see mean, maybe they should have taken him to the hospital before giving him the experimental <laughs> treatment. Like, I, like it just seems like, uh, yeah, it just I seems, I'm sure that the, I'm sure that the white house probably has like some sort of setup that doctors can actually work within the white house. I would be very surprised if they didn't, but like, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. This all seems very ass backwards to me. Well, the this presidency has been pretty much ass backwards. Um but the other thing, the other thing that I did uh read is that um the Biden campaign took down all negative quote yes. negative uh, commercials and such and advertisement. Yep. And that and they did that before they you know, that was early this afternoon before they even knew the president was going to the hospital. They're like, you know, take it, just take it all down. And it's like that graciousness and that humility. Yeah. Oh, you mean the thing that Trump didn't have for either John Lewis or Ruth Bader passing? Or Elijah Cummings or Herman Cain? Yeah. <laughs> like he got, he got up on that fucking debate stage and was saying how Nothing bad ever happened out of his campaign, out of his campaign, uh, out of his campaign rallies. Nothing, nothing bad happened. Everything was fine. Um, excuse me. What about your buddy Herman Cain? Yeah. Was he just a figment of your imagination that he died? Because like, what, what's the deal here? And I think, but that was only one person. One person that we know for sure. Only one, only one person, only one person. So that didn't count, right? Like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like all the time. It was only one person, mm-hmm. and like you got to, con- you have to consider like how he actually thinks about things. I mean, just saying, Herman Cain is a black man. Well, that too. Like, does he even count as a person in Trump's eyes? That too. I mean, he couldn't denounce white supremacists when he was on there, on the debate stage. He he couldn't fucking. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Not that. That's just like. <sighs> yeah, that is. The Proud Boy organization actually took what Trump said and made it their fucking logo. They did. They have t-shirts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I think that, honestly, the debate really didn't do anything to show policy. But the one thing it did do was show a very stark contrast between mm-hmm what these two who these who these two men actually are and like you know you talk about that graciousness with you know um biden taking down the ads knowing trump is sick and it's like trump would have more than likely revved it up 
if Biden had gotten sick. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he did up. He did it on stage with his, mm-hmm. um, with his uh, son. Um, oh man, drawing a blank here. Hunter. Hunter. Yeah. Bo. Hunter and Bo. Bo was the one who died. Hunter's the right. one. Right, but Hunter yeah. who who was was dealing with addiction, mm-hmm. and he threw that back into um, Biden's face. Yeah. Four years ago today, to the day, actually, um, Trump got up at one of his campaign rallies and was making fun of Hillary Clinton for collapsing because she had pneumonia on the campaign trail. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, and I and I think the thing is, like, that that's the one place I, I do get worried is, like, I don't want people. I hope people don't go there. They don't stoop to trump's level because i know i know we're i know we all are having very conflicting feelings because of what trump has done to the american people and he has he's done some really really bad shit he's dangerous i like his rhetoric is like and i so it's like it's like coming to the place that at the end of the day that he bleeds red like everyone and that it 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 doesn't matter. It's like letting it go and being like, you can still disagree with him on everything and still have and still have compassion. Exactly. Look, where I'm at with it is, yes, look, as far as I'm concerned, Trump, Trump has been an abomination to the office of president Mm -hmm. just because the man is sick doesn't change the things that he stands for and the things that he's done Mm -mm. not at all we we all have we all have to be held accountable for the things that we've done Mm -hmm. so does he now to go and make you know be an ass about it and make you know, like sick jokes about it and the pettiness. Yeah. You know what? That should, that shit's just nasty to begin with. And I've seen, I've seen enough of it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, especially like on social media and, 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 uh, is it that some of the stuff is just absolutely. Oh, I can, I mean, I can imagine it's, it's wild right now to say the least um but yeah you're i mean that yeah you're exactly right because yes it's having 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 you know compassion for him as a human being yeah but also held accountable for all of the things that he has done yeah because i can promise you it's um I I only just think of the Hamilton quote of like uh, dying is easy, living is harder, and it's like I want to see that come up. And I want to see him going to jail. I want to see him lose the election. Right. I do. Right. And like we we were we were talking earlier of you know depending on what happens for him during this bout with COVID, um, you know I call it a come a come to Jesus moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of like realizing like holy shit this the way the the direction i've been heading um is well it, it's horrible <laughs> and 
and realizing, you know, what he's done and what he's said and, you know, ha- basically have that come to Jesus moment and say, okay, you know what? I'm done. And, you know, I know you hear a lot of times that people, people don't change. You mean Trump saying he's done? Right. Yeah. Trump saying he's done. Um, done, you know, doing what? Just being an ass, basically. Um, and you know, really, really evaluate his life. I mean, and what I was saying was like, you hear a lot about like this idea that people don't change, mm-hmm. but you can change how you, how you, how you, uh, function in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still going to be you, but you can actually make adjustments. So how you how you are in the world and the things that you do in the world are more aligned um with reality with with reality and caring you know caring for one another and just being a decent human being yeah mm-hmm. that has happened you know and hey you know what i'm going to hold out hope here and uh, I'm going to hold out hope until the bitter end that maybe this will be that moment for him of realizing, oh my God, what did I do? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to, it's going to come down to Trump himself and if and when he has that realization, which I mean, something as scary as a life-threatening uh, life-threatening virus might be might be enough to give him that push to think about those things. But he's the one who's going to have to do something about it. No one else can do it for him. Nope. So you know what? Let's see what happens. I I mean, I wish you know him and Melania the best, and anybody else you know who who is sick. Um, mm-hmm. you know. That that's something that you know I wouldn't wouldn't wish on anyone. Um, and actually, um, my aunt is actually sick with COVID in a nursing home, so we understand. And um, yeah, just like let's ride this out and see what happens, and you know, go from there, because mm-hmm. like this is one fuck fucking wild ride Mm -hmm. and also just i think we all need to keep in mind just you know being kind to ourselves because right now like brie you mentioned earlier that there's a lot of conflicted feelings like that's normal that's natural when shit like this is going on and just being kind to ourselves because stuff like that's gonna pop up and just saying you know what like I'm a human being. This shit is hard. Just be kind to ourselves. Yeah. The more kindness that we can give to ourselves and actually be honest with, you know, where where we're at with everything going on and the better than we can be for the people around us who need us because we all need one another right now, I think more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um so 
it's like take care of yourself so you can take care of others and be honest when you can't take care of others so you can go take care of yourself if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah I think yeah it does um and we've each we've each experienced some of that where we've been pretty much flying by the seat of our pants since you know the pandemic started and it, <laughs> it has caught up to each one of us yeah uh, at different times yeah at different times and that moment of realizing I I need to take care of me. I need to have that downtime. I need to talk with my friends and, you know, I may need a, you may even need a hand, um, but to really be there for one another and, um, and take care of one another. Yep. You know, and if you see somebody having a hard time and you see that and they don't, you need to let them know so that they yeah. can, they can do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really important. It's extremely important. And those are the thoughts we're going to leave you with for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We are going to the Women's March on October 17th in Washington, D.C. If you're going, let us know. Who knows? Maybe we'll see you there. If you would like to find more content, you can visit our website, the3podcast.com. You can find an array of blogs and resources, such as anti-racism and voting. You can also find us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The3Podcast. So until next time, The3Podcast out. Thank you.